Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. Last time, our heroes successfully busted out. Everyone being held illicitly in the Stormwind Stockades, plus one that probably should have stayed there. They're safe for now in the Silver Covenant headquarters, but they still have a lot of work to do. What did Old Dune and Harrison Jones find out about the Dark Shard? Is Ikern the Warlock up to the task of summoning King Anduin? It's time to find out as we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. All right, everybody, last time you guys executed the prison break of the century, having successfully infiltrated the stockades to rescue Old Dune Black Powder of the Silver Covenant, Harrison Jones, and his team of archaeologists. Ikern Quickfire, the gnomish warlock and summoner that the Teldrassil kids needed for their plan to rescue Anduin Rin, and you busted out an extra prisoner, a human woman named Kazel, who apparently was arrested for terrorizing the land south of Stormwind as the infamous Hogger, although she does insist that that was all a big misunderstanding. Uh, you incapacitated but did not permanently injure the guards that were protecting the lower levels of the stockades where the prisoners were uh, being held, while Butch kept the majority of the facility occupied upstairs with some partying that was, hey, you know what, in retrospect, probably a little bit ill-advised on the part of the of the prison guards. Uh, and after all the combat was said and done, after you threw the captain of the guard in her own prison cell, after you knocked out anyone else who would have the uh, ability to run upstairs to make a warning, you used the hearthstone that you were issued to teleport everybody out to the Silver Covenant base, which is where we find ourselves now. You guys have just landed. It's a little crowded in this space, not a very huge room, and now there's a million of you people in here kind of all clammed together. Um, Balaren, uh, the second in command, uh, um, uh, Falkus's sort of uh, friend and sort of direct... Uh, liaison at the Silver Covenant and Lariadra, the leader of the of this of the Stormwind uh, branch of this facility are here and have seen you guys fum, 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 magically teleport into this place. Um, what's the vibe here? What's What are you guys doing at this point? I mean, you tell us the vibe. I mean, we just, we just showed up here um, magically which is, that's something they're probably used to because because of how hearthstones work. Um, but we just brought in a whole lot of people, and this was definitely unexpected. So uh, you tell us the vibe. <laughs> like, what's. <laughs> well, so far as I can tell, I mean, Lariadra and Falarin are two people, and then everyone else in the room are the ten, the nine plus the imp. I don't know if we're mm -hmm. counting him. Uh, 
to that teleported in. So really, the atmosphere here is set by you guys. What Lariadra and Falaran, what you see on their faces is not necessarily surprise, like not startled, like shocked surprise, because Lariadra would have been filled in like that. She was in on it. She knew that like she gave you guys the 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 floor plan and, and kind of the 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 loadout of what you know potentially to expect prior to you guys going in there so she knew that this was like an operation that you guys were planning to do i don't know that she was expecting all like this many people to show up uh but generally i think the only real uh you know the the only real surprise in the room is that uh, like hogger is fully here just (laughs) chilling with you guys I'd, I'd, I'd hope uh, uh, she'd take off that mask pretty quickly now that we're here. You aren't supposed to unmask in front of other people in that way, but I think that you you are right. She would be uh, in a position here where like her it personal safety the illusion. Yeah, we really don't want that to happen. But she would. I think you. I think you're right. She would pop the head off and just no. Oh, I'm just a lady in here. It's a suit. Everything's cool. I was just gonna leave. Can I get like um? You guys don't happen to have like a like a bag of holding or something that I can shove this costume in. If I'm dragging this through Stormwind, I'm going to draw eyes and I don't want to. So I was hoping I could just kind of quietly leave. Can I get a backpack for that? Or does anybody okay, have? Okay. All right. All right. We'll, 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 we'll figure that. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get you some clothes and everything's going to be fine. I'll be good. It'll be fine right now. Hello. We're here. <laughs> we brought some friends here and there's gonna be a problem and there is a problem right now at at the stockades and uh here here's what happened and then i say what happened and i you know i let him know we didn't harm anyone physically no one is i mean you know no one is dead um but people are going to be very pissed off and uh that we were definitely seen. I especially was definitely seen. Yes, you guys absolutely were seen. However, there's a couple of different things in play here that set the urgency of our next move. So to start with, yeah, Butch, every guard who works at that place is going to be able to recognize you on site for sure. Uh You were the center. You were the you were the life of the party. So mm-hmm. they'll they'll know you. For uh, hours. However, yeah. the last time you saw them, they were upstairs and they were drunk and rowdy and they were singing the Azerothian equivalent to Louie Louie. So the urgency there is going to be whenever one of them goes, you know, that guy Butch has, has been gone for kind of a while. I hope he didn't get lost and then wanders downstairs to start asking questions. That is when the upstairs people are going to know something's amiss. The downstairs people, like mechanically, when you knock somebody out, if you are unconscious, you have to be brought back to consciousness by somebody. And if you're not, it takes you one D four hours to rouse yourself from a state of, I just had the crap kicked out of me and I've been bludgeoned into unconsciousness. The only person who's downstairs that wasn't knocked out is uh, Captain Braxton, who's in a cell and can shout, hey, help, help, I have to get out of this cell. But like, I mean, the guards are kind of used to hearing that from their prisoners. 
So um, the like they would have to recognize from upstairs that that's her shouting and then come down to investigate. There might be a chance that someone will wander down and discover that this catastrophe has happened. There might be a chance that you have an hour, maybe a few hours before the search is actually on. So in, in the intervening minutes, you guys have time to go, okay, take a breath. What's our plan? Where are we going to go to hide out for the night? If that's what the plan is, are we going to go straight over to, um, you know, the battle plan is to summon Anduin. Yeah. If Anduin gets here, you're fully off the hook, right? Like, you're, the adventure's over. You're done. You solved it. He can walk out and go, no, stand down there with me. Everything's cool. And then you're just done. So if that's something we want to do tonight, cool. Uh, if we want to conserve batteries, get a, get a sleep in, fine. But tomorrow morning, things could be hot. So that's kind of where you're at. Yeah, I, I'm actually, that's where I was, the way you were describing everything, that we have the moment of surprise right now where everybody's kind of discombobulated. Um, we, we have the upper hand. And I think, so I think right off the bat, um, Harrison's probably not going to be able to get back into the castle um, unless Harrison has on him or near him or some other means of, of triangulating what we were working with him to try to triangulate the, the stone. That was Okay, the hang tight. Thing. Are you saying any of this out loud? Or is this part um, of you guys' conversation? Yeah, let's, let, let's talk out loud. Yeah, you, let's. Yeah. Okay. As soon as you bring that up, he would go, oh, wait, wait, I, that, that project's finished. Perfect. Is it, is, it, is it accessible or is it in the castle? No. So, the, like, we, we measured everything out. Uh, we calculate about an 85% likelihood that the effects that we were measuring begin at the keep and then move outward from there. Um, if, which is what we think, if the artifact that was retrieved by the archaeology team is the cause of this, then it is in the keep. Perfect. Okay, so let's keep that in the back of the minds. The second thing that we should do, as I was saying, is that we have the upper hand. We have the moment of surprise right now, which means everybody's going to be going kind of crazy at the stockades. Nobody's going to be leaving the stockades immediately yet to start searching the streets for all of you folks. With that being said, we should get Icker and Quickfire to the kids now. ASAP. We need to put on some disguises and we need to get through the city fast to get to the uh, sewer grate. I think that's that's where we need to go. Harrison, Nick, Daniel, if you guys want to stay here um, uh, in the safety of, of the Silver Covenant, that'll be probably a, a wise idea for the time being. We will be back, but um, I think I think getting Icker into the kids is probably right now with the element of the surprise and, and, and time on our hands. This is this is the time to do it. Because, like, if they're going to get the guards rolling in the streets in an hour from now, we're going to have problems. More difficult now, time. You'll, you'll never hear me say this again, but I believe, but I agree with Falkus. That all y'all are safer here than you're going to be anywhere in the city. Harrison, I don't even think it's a good idea for you to go back to the keep. Yeah, at all. Yeah, agreed. Right now, you were kidnapped before, you get kidnapped again. Everyone is better off here. Yes, Kazul, even you. Everyone is here, better off right here. It let us go do the thing we need to do. And yeah, I think we should do it right now. Um, that being said, so okay, so they're going to start. Okay, well, we got to figure. Um, the archaeologists would say, all right, cool. So, um, after this whole thing with the king is fixed, you guys got to know what you're looking for. So, what we got from 
and then they, they start telling you things that maybe you you probably already know. Solid black crystalline object about the size of a loaf of bread, freezing cold to the touch. As soon as they start to describe it, you guys are going, yeah, the shard of blood was the same thing. It was red, mm-hmm. not black, but otherwise it was about this big. It was crystalline. It was very cold. You know, and then they describe how like, oh, yeah, no, it was impacted in the middle of Duskwood and there were angry spirits protecting it and all these things. And you're like, yeah, we deduced all that information. That's cool. Old Dune steps in and he says, well, actually, you know, this was what I was on the search for also, not realizing that, you know, brought in by the archaeology team. Right before I got snatched, I was able to get a hold of a scroll with a spell in it that can give us sort of more information than an identify spell would provide. I hid it in the pig and whistle tavern here in old town. So if you guys find the time and need, yeah, it's just down the street. So if you guys find the time, I know you're doing this other project that's sort of of the essence. Um, But if you can get in there, you should be able to get, I don't know if there's going to be any information about it because I never saw it. So I wasn't able to like cast on it, but if you guys are familiar enough with the object, you should be able to maybe get some more um, detail about how this thing works. While all that is happening, Kaz is in the middle of stuffing the costume into a bag and she's going, you're 100% sure I'm not, because I, I could just leave. It's it's fully raining outside. I'm not wearing the suit. I could just go somewhere. I mean, I think I think she's free to go if she wants to leave. If she knows where she wants to go and and knows where to be safe, that's fine. We're just offering her that this is probably a very safe place as it is. So if she wants to go, let her go. I don't. There's nothing holding her back. I think everybody else who you know, um, Nick, Daniel, and and Harrison all know the risks of them leaving this vicinity is is pretty high for them in particular being targets. I don't know. If she knows our plan. We just talked openly about our plan. Can we trust her? But, but, or can we trust her under torture? I don't know. People are looking for her. But They're looking geez. for Hogger. Uh, you just I, watched all the color come out of her face. Like, what? How, how, who's torturing? What happened now? But I'm, I'm just, can't, you know what? It, do, do what you want. You're safer here. If it, if it were me, I would I would insist that every person who's not coming with us now is sleeping here tonight. That's it. You know, you can rustle up some some of that that fake food mage grub, and and y'all can play some cards or whatever. But I would feel better if everyone here stayed. On that, Lariadra and Falarin would sort of take up a position at the top of the stairs and be like, "Yeah, maybe it is a good idea if you don't go anywhere for now." Because they don't know this woman, and she's wearing the hogger suit, so they're like, "Ah, this something, something's up here." I'm not thrilled. Um, they take your side on this. All good, all good. Um, can Ari and Falkus and Butch too get? Um, I, I'm would assume that somebody here at the at the um, Silver Covenant uh, has a couple healing spells in their pocket. Could top us off before we head out the door. And I'm actually thinking too, if we want to divide and conquer. Butch and Ari, if you want to take uh, Iker into the kids, and I can swing by the pig and whistle and pick up that scroll. Or Ari, if you want to do the scroll. You want to Is that splitting up the best thing right now? Or we go as a group and we just swing by the pig and whistle real quick on the way through. So we need this scroll to do what we're doing tonight? 
Uh, no, you do not get the sense that you need the scroll to do the the warlock Anduin thing. This was like, when it comes time to start worrying about the shard, this potentially could get you more information, more background on it. I I would... I, I don't think prioritizing this, this, the scroll is what needs to be done right now. All right, let's 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 make uh, let's make do haste and, and and get Ekron to the kids quick. Okay, so um, before you guys roll out, there was a question about getting some cure wounds out. Falarin does have four first level slots and two second level slots, so let's go ahead and uh, anybody, you know what? Who let's start? Who's on the lowest? Falcus is technically Ikern is on the lowest. Um, We'll throw a nine points at Ikern. That gets him pretty close to topped off. Uh, and then we'll do a second level on Butch, which is five and seven, which is 12. Okay. okay. And you know what? Let's put both second levels into Butch. E. I rolled poorly. Okay, so that one was only five points. And then I've got three more, so let's give two to Falcus. Falcus, you're going to get seven and ten. Ooh, that's a lot. Um, and then Ari, we're going to give you the last slot at eight points. Okay. Nobody got up to full, but everybody's everybody's kind of looking okay. A lot of cure wounds going around, and everybody's kind of feeling a little bit better. Not bad. I'm trying to see if there if I have something... That lets me like roll hit dice without it, without a. Uh, now that's the thing. If you guys want to take a short rest, it'll be about an hour. Can we take a short uh-huh. rest when we get to the the sewer? They might need time to set up. Like I don't know what all's involved in this ritual, but if we're gonna do a short rest, I feel like there would be a better place. We're, at least, we're, at we're least, burning time here. Yep. Exactly. I mean, but at least we have a little bit more oomph in case we encounter anything on our way between here and the sewer. Okay. In that case, let's go ahead and do that. You guys leave. You guys head out with um, Icker, and he dismisses cackles because he's like kind of glowing with like green fire. So he's like, no, you know, you you don't get to come for this one. Um, You guys make your way through again, pouring rain, terrible storm difficult to see in town and so the stockades are all the way out near uh, they're they're kind of on the border between the mage quarter and the cathedral square area and you guys warped to old town so you're on the other side of the city from where everything went down and I mean m- absolute maximum after talking and after convincing and after everything five maybe ten minutes after you teleported here, you guys are on your way again. I would say because you guys left so fast, because you guys made the snap decision of, nope, nope, we're going to go right now. Um, it is way too soon for anyone to have been on this side of, on this side of the city looking for you. So you are able to get to the Teldrassil, the Teldrassil Kids base without issue. Here we are. Um, oh my goodness, this is lovely. It, up- it updated your... It updated you guys three hit points, not Ickerns. Okay, so let's fix him. He was at 30 out of 35. Very cool. Basically, it doesn't take them very long to start to get set up for what they're looking to do. 
All the pre-work has been done. They sort of line up around. There's this big, just to remind for the scene, uh, it's still night. It's, or rather, yeah, because you guys didn't start the party until like sundown. So it's still night. Uh, water is flowing through this area heavily because like in areas like here, I'll ping the map, areas like here and here and here, flowing water because of all the rainwater coming through. It's, it is a sewers after all. There are wooden structures set up for what they were like using for shelter, essentially, inside of this place. And a big, golden, like very intricate array for summoning with all these runes and things in it. And it, again, it doesn't take them very long to get set up because all the pre-work has already been done. They are basically ready to go. At one point, there was a mention, are we going to take a short rest before we start this? Do you guys want to do that or are we going to go? I would benefit from a short rest be, uh, because I'd get my quaking palm back. I, I don't know if we're looking at getting into a fight right now. That's not the uh, idea. No, we're supposed to be summoning the king. But I will posit that we don't actually know what's going to come through that portal. I'm with you on that one. I, I think I think as they're setting up, um, I hope we, we delay long enough to have enough of a, of a short rest. Because as a okay. fighter, I get a lot back. That's fine. So, like, go ahead and do that. You guys can credit yourselves the short rest. You can burn hit dice if you want to. It should be easy to get you guys back up to topped off at that point. Um, and, in fact, I think Ikrin would do the same thing. So let's give him his other five hit points. That's fine. You guys will get, if you use one hit dice, you'll get an extra D6 from me. If you need it. That gets me almost up to full. Why don't I just go? I mean, I, I never roll hit dice. You know, so and I, it's not like we take a zillion short rests. Um, I'm going to roll another. Yeah, go for it. And I actually think with your constitution modifier that it's impossible for you to roll low enough to not full, fill out. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're totally right, because all I needed is five. So um, one might say that I just burned a hit dice for five points but like again we never use That's these fine. so like whatever yeah I we really don't more we really don't take very many short rests in this in this adventure yeah so I am I'm fine um now I, I couldn't do anything crazy like uh like make food or anything like that but I have my quaking the quaking palm is a pretty cool thing that I like to use and it comes in handy you and do I, have something that cooking gives you on your short rest. You don't can you? make those little bites, I think, that give us um, ten hit points. Is that a short rest thing? It's three, and it's after a long rest. Oh, uh, sh- the short rest version is like Ari's Song of Rest. It's just it's just bonus healing on a short rest, but it's not. It didn't come out to be relevant for this particular rest. Yeah. So I. That's what I've been doing while y'all were like talking about um, what was going on. <laughs> I was looking at my my spell sheet, going, "What can I make?" And it's like, "No, long rest is is because we're talking about the cook treats." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I yeah, I could have made the special food, and and it would have given us some healing, just like what Ari did. And we just rolled the hit dice anyway, so yeah, so it doesn't it. matter. Besides which. We are toward the end of the day, so depending on how this all goes down, we're probably not doing very much more in this adventuring day. You've got a long rest coming up sometime in the next few hours. 
it may not necessarily really matter too much. Question. Yeah. How often can we use the hearthstone? I don't think there's a limit according to Falkus's. I looked at the item in Falkus's bag. Yeah, I don't think it's limited in that way. The limitations on it are that you have to spend a full minute casting it. So you can't do it in combat really very effectively. And it only ever goes to one place. So it's not like you can go to, um, you know, the idea here is that eventually you guys are going to be going to Pandaria. You did send that letter to um, Billy. Billy. So you can't like get to Pandaria, establish a home base there, go out on an adventure and then Hearthstone back. Because if you Hearthstone back, you're coming to the Silver Covenant. That's like fine. I'm just yeah. thinking about us um, leaving this place. And um, I, I still think the safest place is the Silver Covenant tonight. Yeah, we, oh, can we just said the word covenant. Oh. You did. Butch didn't. I can tell You're by right. the accent. I can tell by the accent. Yeah. Well, I, I think the... I, I think the uh, the safest place for us to bunker down and out would be the silver light bulb. Anyway. Okay, Eric, um, Eric, Eric is in here playing with Thumber Chud dice. Are you guys um, you, oh, we, those, we good? Those Thumber Chub dice are unusable. It, it's too much. I'm currently it's looking so, at other dice right now. It's too so much. It's it's loud. It's I mean, it's cool to look at. Anyone who's uses like D&D Beyond... You look at your dice, man. You have these free Thunder Chud dice, and they're awesome, but they take up your whole page. They explode stuff. There's like stuff flying across your screen, and it's it, unless you mute the tab, which you can totally do, it's just really loud. So it's like, oh, this is cool. I'm turning it off immediately. But, um, so are we going to summon Andalin? Anduin or a Gola of An- yeah. Anduin and is this really Anduin and like I feel sure. like in game in the actual game Anduin's kind of missing anyway so like yeah that's um, what they're trying to solve yeah we're trying to solve what's happening in World of Warcraft right now well last expansion at this point we started this we started playing this game before Shadowlands came out just as yes, a heads we up did. <laughs> Just a real quick, because I was planning like what I wanted the major monsters to be, and I was like, one of them I was I really wanted to use Kelthazad because I remember doing um, Max Ramus, and he's a lich, and we we beat him, but we never did anything with his phylactery. So I'm like, oh, perfect! That means he's still in the world somewhere, and I can use him as my monster. And then he was in next, he was in not Nax Ramus, um, he was in Nax Ramus, but he was in Maldraxxus, and I was like, oh, well, that kind of all right, I can't do that now because he's canonically he's in this other place that we don't have access to. I think we're I was, okay I was bummed. Not I was using. Bummed. No, I. The point that I wanted to do was I always really liked the idea of exploring the thing that we didn't explore. Like every time we take one of these outer space summer vacations, we go to another planet and we hang out there for a while. Nothing happens at home, and that's mm-hmm. what I wanted to look at. And I was like, okay, well, we'll do something like this. Anyhow, Ikrin uh, starts right. to set up the circle. He takes his place at the two o'clock position on this big golden summoning platform, and you can see Rissa, Mia, and uh, uh, Aiden also take places at like five, five o'clock, eight o'clock, and eleven o'clock, and they kind of complete the circle. They all put their hands down on the gold, and they, you know, lend Ikern their focus as he begins to chant. Does anybody speak Gnomish? No Gnomish in the crowd. Nope. Fine. 
He starts to speak Gnomish. As he speaks, you can see this shape start to rise up from the ground in the middle of the circle. You guys as players would recognize a lock closet when you saw one. He's he's forming a summoning portal. A warlock closet. Okay. Warlock yeah. closet. Yeah. Created by warlocks as part of their ritual for summoning. It's got this reddish exterior uh, with this sort of ghastly uh, horned outline, this darkness in the middle. And then as it opens... Um, and then after a moment, the, the red, cloudy um, interior sort of fades away. And you can see through this ritually summoned doorway into a space that is absolutely extra dimensional. Um, you would think that you were looking through a door into another room if it wasn't for the fact that, you know, this is a door in the middle of a, uh, in the middle of a room. Um, inside... You can see a place that is made entirely of cold iron, chains, destitution, darkness. You can hear a sound in the distance that really can only be described as the wailing of lost souls begging for oblivion. Centered, maybe... 10 feet or so away from the surface of the portal doorway, you can see the beginning of a blue circle of smoking runes. And in the middle of that circle, the kneeling form of a young man in golden armor being held by the wrists by chains that attach to the floor. Oh, I hate that. King Anduin Rin of Stormwind... You can see him on the other side of this portal. He looks up at your group and says in a clear and very commanding voice, one that is still very much his own. No, turn away now while you still can. Ikern leans forward and my king, we, we can get you out of there. You can come home. Anduin doesn't respond verbally to that. But instead, he looks off to one side as something that, like, is around the corner from your line of sight um, sort of starts to move and gets into position on this side of the portal. You hear um, a haunting but somewhat but still beautiful uh, woman's voice echo in the chamber, almost as if amplified by magic, uh, which says... You cannot help him, but you are bold to try. And then stepping into line of sight, you see an armored elven woman carrying a bow. She steps into view and looks at your group with these glowing evil red eyes. Sylvanas Windrunner, the dark lady, the banshee queen and the former war chief of the Horde, Gasp. says to your group in a tone of voice that conveys a vague sense of being a little impressed, actually. We really didn't think to anticipate a warlock summoning ritual of all things. Pretty clever. Or maybe foolish. Ultimately, it matters not. We still have need of the little lion. But a gracious queen I would not be if I didn't offer you a reward for your... And then she says this part with a sneer. A reward for your heroic efforts. 
she raises a bow and fires an arrow that is draped in dark shadows at Ikern. <gasps> I'm just going to roll an attack roll real fast for my girl. Uh, a 28 to attack would hit Ikern. Yeah. Uh, dealing just a real quick, real simple 16 piercing damage and 11 product damage. What is that? 27 damage? It's a good thing he healed. Yeah, he takes 27 points of damage. He is very grievously injured by this shot. How is that a reward? <laughs> Your <this> serious... eternal <laughs> reward. Super serious scene goes down. There's violence happening, and Butch is like, well, wait a second. I thought it was like a pizza party. Um, the arrow hits, and these chains of a very familiar at this point, because you guys were just at the Silver Covenant yesterday and saw this same sort of thing. These chains of a very familiar smoky black ethereal shadow material attached to his wrists and shoulders and pull, kind of moving him like he's a marionette with strings. Ikern? Ikern. His eyes black out with a smoky sort of shadow and his incantation changes. I know you guys said you don't speak Gnomish. Falkus and Ari speak Elvish, though, yeah? Yes, yep, I do. Okay. You guys hear that he is chanting in Elvish. Sylvanas kind of smiles, like in a condescending sort of way. And the summoning portal closes, like from left to right toward the center, closes the way that the lock closets like open and close. But it doesn't disappear from view. Instead, it changes and a vertical black line like appears like it's it like it closes into it like complete like it's not a lock closet anymore. It's like hanging in space is like a 12 foot tall, thin vertical black line with like licks of what look like fire, but are just pure blackness are flickering off of the line. At which point the shadows disappear. Ikern returns to himself, falls to his knees, looks around, and is like, Oh, okay. This is not good. The seam tears open. Black flames tipped in red surrounding what is now like a 12-foot diameter hole. Like oblong, vertically, hole in reality that you watch as a shadowy, vaguely humanoid shape stoops kind of low to squeeze through the portal from the other side, pushing through into your plane of reality. As soon as it pierces the barrier between worlds, you fear that, feel that the temperature in the room skyrockets. It steps down on the ground in Azeroth and a shockwave of pure black flames burst out from where it stands before you. In fact, we're not actually even looking at the right map here. Let me go ahead and change this for you guys real fast. Um, Jesus. Oh my. Oh, wow. That's okay. I'd like, to, I'd like to think at this point I have an arrow knocked right in a roll. Flames? Yeah, so, on the side of my, my face? face? 
It's all super on fire. Everything's bad. Immediately, everything around that is made out of wood erupts into fire. Um, the little shack that the Teldris Hill kids built for their improvised shelter, all of their supplies, anything else flammable in this space, immediately immolates. The shockwave causes debris to fall from the ceiling, some of which block the ladder that leads out to the surface. Basically, until the flames are extinguished or the rubble is cleared or something, nobody's getting out of this room. The figure that emerged from the portal is somewhat humanoid, but is like no no mortal soldier stands this tall. It's got this broad chest. It's 12 foot tall monster. It wears armored greaves and has a metallic um, pauldron on one shoulder. But, I mean, the majority of its upper body is completely unarmored. It's displaying this rippling, gross kind of muscle that's under this, like, a layer of skin that's this, like, deathly gray color. Black flames flicker in its eyes and on the ground, wherever it steps. And it carries a weapon that's almost as tall as it is. You can feel heat rolling off of its body. Out of the corner of eyes, you see Ikern, and he's, like, looking at this thing, and he goes... Oh, okay, okay. Um, so that's a Felguard, and I mm. can't control that. So we're going to roll initiative. I knew this wasn't going to go off like y'all th- said it was. Let's I mean, roll. it went to where it was supposed to go, but... I don't trust these, 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 these magic portals stuff. Okay, this is going to work out poorly for me. Given the initiative order, y'all guys are y'all guys have y'all guys have that to look forward to anyway. Okay. We are down in the sewers. The whole place is on fire. There's a fell guard in the middle of the room, and he's looking all you guys like he's real hungry. The kids are not injured, but they are terrified. You can definitely tell that they're like, we did not sign up for this. We don't know what to do. Ikern is not, again, I want to make, the the kids are fine. Ikern is injured. He is not a kid. He is very injured. Ari and Ikern are at the top of the initiative order together. Would you rather go first or after him? I'll go after him. Okay, he is going to take his turn. He is just out of, yeah, let's say, I'm rereading something real fast. 10 feet. Yeah, let's say, let's say this is true. He is just outside of melee range from this monster. As he steps away, he's farther away than you would think melee is. And as he steps away, he's still like at the edge of a swing from this very, very long bladed weapon that this creature has. He is going to move back toward you guys with a panicked look in his eye. He's going to say, we are in bad trouble here, gang. Uh, I can't banish this thing and I can't control it. Um... This, this is this is rough, and he's gonna fire off just a shadow bolt real fast. Ooh, a twenty-two. I think that would hit. Just a quick seven force damage to this creature. All right, cool. We got a little bit of damage on the board, guys. We're starting off fine. The creature's damaged. You're gonna be great. I can't remember. Is summoning cackles an action or a bonus action form? 
it doesn't I didn't put it on the character sheet, so I'm just gonna say he summons cackles. Ari, you are up. I am gonna go ahead and cast a first level chromatic orb cold damage being the specialty. Does a 14 hit? Uh, no. You see that a 14 hits him and then sort of splashes off. It just, you know, you got to hit him better. Like, I just, it's, his skin is too thick. You got to put a little bit more mustard on it. Let me reread something real fast. Okay, cool. Great. So you do the chromatic orb. That's your action. Do you take any movement or take any bonus action? Nope, I'm going to stay here. Okay, great. Oh, you know what? I didn't roll for the kids. I'm going to say that the kids are all going to move on uh, on Ikern's turn. They are all backing away from this creature as best as they can get. And and that's really all the more they're going to do. Good kids. Butch, you are up. That was, that was real smart of them. I like it. So um, I'm the tank. Let's go. Let's see if any of my, uh, you know, skills uh, done anything. So um, first thing, uh, I am going to make sure that I have my aura up in case any of y'all end up doing um, melee (laughs) stuff. Basically, in case Ari ends up doing melee, which may or may not be a good idea, but that's up to you. So if you're within five feet of me, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'm going to run right up to this guy and start swinging. Okay. Okay. Oh, it's a good roll, good roll. 26. Uh, 26 will hit, absolutely. It's eight slashing damage. Okay. You see the, the attack come in? This is a shiny, new... Not very much before used ever since you upgraded it. Magical axe. You mm-hmm. slice into this thing. You know what? Slashing damage doesn't seem to be as effective as you might have hoped. He takes four damage from that. <gasps> okay. His skin that's, is real thick and real gross. That's good to know. I might... Um... Before you take your next attack, he... He is so hot to be near. His fire just rolling off of him. When you hit him with your melee attack, you are going to suffer 12 fire damage. I don't know what to do. Uh, so damage. that That's going to be untenable uh, throughout the fight. And also, if I were to... Run away. I guess I could disengage, but not now. I um, because that's you not took an your attack. action an to action. attack. So you are not required to use both attacks when you take your attack action. But when you attack, that is your action. That so is your action. So attacking is the only other thing you could do with the remainder of your action if you wanted to do it. Right. Well, I mean, so I, I'm d- definitely going to attack. Um. So we know that slashing damage. We've learned something. Slashing damage isn't great. We don't know about bludgeoning damage. Okay, I might could switch to my Radiant Maul, you know. I've got, I mean, I've got a few other... I'm a melee person, right? I'm supposed to be taking the hits. So I also have the Spear of Returning, which doesn't do quite as much damage. But uh, so, I mean, on this, I'm I'm still going to use Priest Slayer here. But we've learned, we've learned a few things. And maybe in my next 
my next go round, I I will likely disengage and and get out of range. Also, not sure why I didn't pop rage during that. I could so do it now. So if your aura is if your aura is on, then you would be raging. Like your aura comes with your rage. So if that's what your bonus action was at the top of your turn, we're fine. Okay. That is fine. Let me turn on my rage. My inventory. Rage effect. Oh, it, oh, it is that's, on. That's true. Okay, <laughs> so you would have done what would your what's your bonus to rage? I didn't turn it off last. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Okay, yeah, so I just looking at ra- my rage effects are on. If I turn it off. Yeah, so like my deep the big thing is uh, I've got defenses against things that are not fire. and Right, but you also deal additional damage when you hit. Was that calculated into the damage that you dealt? Certainly it would have. Let's see. Let me look. I mean, like, I've, I had my rage effects on, equipped. Okay. So it should you have. You did already. Okay, then okay. that's fine. So, 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 yeah. My second attack... Was it was a twenty-two? Yep, that that hits for eleven slashing damage. Okay, which is reduced, I'm sure. Reduced to five. Am I taking any more fire damage? Uh, fiery body is gonna deal. Holy cats! Fifteen fire damage. Okay, I'm so not usually I- guys. I don't normally roll this hot. Uh, but hey, the point of this is we're supposed to sweat, so. Wait a minute. Okay. So, okay. So, first of all, fifteen. Okay. So, so my lizard stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You ha- you have a reaction. You could turn that on. Um, thunder lizard scales. <laughs> you know, it's like there's so many things, right? Okay. Please help me out. Uh, let's see. I'll help you out in. Th- I'll help you out in this way, right? Both times where you hit him with your weapon, the burning damage that came came because your axe touched his body. The electric damage that you would be able to use as a reaction on your turns after you activate the lizard thing um, is not melee, not inherently. Um, So you're not positive, I would think, but also evidence might suggest that that would be safe to use without burning yourself. Okay. Now, this is something... So when I take damage from an attack, does it does it does that count as an attack? I would attack? say so. Okay. Technically not, but I would say so for the purposes of this. Okay. So I'm activating the Code of Scales for enhanced defenses... When I activate my Kodo scales, the, my AC is increased by one, so my AC is now 18. Okay. Okay, good. If you are hit by an attack, you may use your reaction to, to deal 1d10 lightning damage to the attacker if they fail a DC 15. So Is that a dex? You... DC 15 dex? Yes. Okay, yeah. It's if you want to fire off the electricity and see if you can get some damage on them, we can do that. Yeah, let's let's do that, please. If you All can right. fifteen beat a fifteen deck. I rolled a twelve. Okay, so I'm gonna roll one D ten. And I rolled ten. 
So that's Tight. 10 lightning damage. Yes, you blast him with lightning. Have you ever shot anybody with lightning because of your armor before? Nope. I would love to know what you think that looks like. It comes out of my chest, kind of like the Care Bear. Like the Care Bear stare, <laughs> except not belly, but chest. It just goes ding! Like a, like a, like a, almost like a laser, but it's, but it's lightning. Just amazing. You slash into him with your weapon. He blasts you with fire. You blast right back at him with electricity. This is already popping off. Okay. So you have used some movement, your entire action, your bonus action to rage and your reaction to fire off that lightning. So the only thing left to do would be if you wanted to like make fun of him or move away or anything like that. But do you have anything else you want to do in your turn? Uh, no, man. So I just took a lot of, oh, I didn't put the 15 in. I just took a lot of damage. Um, so I'm back down to where I was before I was back. I'm back down to where I was before we did the short rest. So that I'm no, I'm not going to make fun of this guy. I'll tell you what, um, but sorry that took so long. This is not a situation I'm used to being in. So, good job, Casey, for making an encounter that Butch can't just like slice through. <laughs> and uh, just, just so you know, my my plan next time. Well, I'm not gonna tell the DM my plan next time. That's fine. But that tell me does... if you tell me your plan if you want my help executing it. Otherwise, keep it to yourself. Keep it to myself. And that's my that's my very very long turn. I'll I'll have something quicker and more thought out next time. Now that I know about this uh, flame situation. No worries. Okay, Falkus, you just watched it all pop off. Ikern is damaged. Butch is damaged. The Felguard is not taking very bad damage. Uh, go for it. Okie dokie. Um, so while Butch has been playing with fire, I've been trying to figure out the best route of approach here. Um, from the background here, I'm going to drop down a couple specialty lenses into my goggles, and I'm going to do a heads-up display on this dude. And I th- incredible. think what I want out of my choices here. So I have a choice of to figure out all damage vulnerabilities, all damage resistances and, and immunities, all saving throw proficiencies, its armor class, its highest ability score, or its lowest ability score. And I th- think from these... Let's go with damage resistances and immunities. And that's because the if, if, if it, we know it's resistances and it's immunities, we know what it's going to be vulnerable to, or at least what it's going to take damage from. I think we'll get the most information from that one. Okay, so is it resistances and immunities? It says all damage resistances and immunities as one of the bullets. Okay. Um you got like a uh, display of like all this text is like scrolling by very um, you know very Terminator and then it analysis complete creature target target creature is immune to fire damage target creature is resistant to bludgeoning piercing and slashing damage bludgeoning piercing that's all I do okay okay alright um go ahead and mark off your engineering point for that that was a great use of what a bonus action 
Yes, it was a bonus action. Cool. All right, engineering point spent. I am now going to do piercing damage to it because that's all that I do. Um, I'm going to attack it with a longbow. I thought about summoning, using my bonus action to summon a creature with my whistle, but it's just going to take fire damage whenever it touches it. So I don't want to lose it right away. Thank you, Butch, for that uh, scientific uh, experiment and touching it first. Mm. All right. Longbow. Does a 22 hit. Yes, 22 hits. It's going to do 13 piercing damage. One sneak attack, because I have a buddy within range. And I'm going to expend a couple things here. I'm going to screw you over. Uh, Sorry, DM. Uh, I'm going to arcane shot this one. And let's do a grasping arrow. I understand the slashing damage is not going to do very well, much damage, but it is a free 2d6 of poison damage. Okay. You know that he doesn't have an immunity or a resistance to poison, so that's fine. So he's going to take an additional nine poison damage. And he's got grasping arrows on him, right, or uh, grasping vine. And additionally... At no extra action cost, I'm going to use my hunter's coat, my brand new fancy duster. Nice. To do, uh, yeah, when I hit a creature with an attack and that creature doesn't have all its hit points, I can expend one charge to deal an extra D10 of necrotic damage to the target. So he's going to take an additional fudgy two. That could have been so much better, but, you know, I mean, I did 14... 14 reduced to 7. 9, 20, oh, okay, so 7, and 9 is 16, and 2 is 18 damage in one throw. Oh, and that's only my first arrow. Right. So make sure you're marking off your, your resources as you go, but otherwise, yes, everything's on uh, above board so far. Perfect. All right, second arrow. So 22 is hitting. I'm going to take the minus 5 and do a sharpshooter. Okay. Since I got two shots, let's just let's just see. So it's a 28 minus 5, so it does a 23 hit. Yes. He is going to take 18 piercing damage. Yes, because okay, so no, wait. Why Oh, cuz it's plus 10 on It's minus 5 on my roll and plus to plus 10 on my damage. Uh what the, what is the damage type? Give me a second. So it's 8 Okay, so you did. You rolled eight piercing plus ten from sharpshooter. Is why you got eighteen. Okay, that makes sense. Yes. Okay, reduced to nine. Okay, uh, let's add a mechanic to this. You dealt a total of seven and nine, sixteen piercing damage in one turn. Yes. Well, that meets one of our uh, mechanic thresholds. Dear Lord, he's got it planned out. He's figured it out how to screw us over. Well, you say that, but wait till you read the mechanic. So as you hit that hard with a damage type that he's already resistant to, you'll see that the the wound, like, you actually pierce his, like, thick, gross, gray skin. You dealt enough damage in one turn to him that the wound opens in his chest. It has a higher armor class than is required to hit him, but does not have the resistances to the damages that you guys are worried about. He is still Butch, in... Get him right there! You, you don't get the sense that he's lost his immunity to fire damage, 
But if you're willing to take the gamble and roll higher on a more difficult armor class, you will deal more damage if you aim for the wound. That's the sense that you get. And I'll say that just because it's more fun to describe it this way, I'll say that you get all of that information on your heads-up display. New vulnerability detected. That's amazing. That's awesome. Do you do anything else in your turn? No, I'll let the others have a little bit of fun here. I still have two more charges on my coat, but I don't... Uh, it, it, it just says whenever I hit, So, but I'm, I'm going to save my charges. Okay. It's kind of insane that I could potentially... I could have done another arcane shot and another hunter coat on that, too. You could have, yeah. Things are heating up in the secret sewer base camp where the Teldrassil kids have been hiding. Butch has been badly wounded by the fell guard, accidentally summoned to Stormwind, and the monster hasn't even had its turn in combat yet. Worse, isn't it true that you can't really kill demons on the material plane? We'll have to wait to see how this boss fight goes next time we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroicdnd, where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.